When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Daniel. Uh, before we get to today's show, uh, we got a giveaway for y'all if you're interested. Um, I was contacted by Official League. Uh, they do hats, uh, some really interesting hats, and they've got one for St. Louis. It's a, it's not a licensed merchandise or anything like that. It's more of a subtle uh, tribute to St. Louis and the Cardinals. It's a nice little artwork done by a Twitter user, really good paint. Um, we'll have the link in the show notes to let you go see this for yourself and i'll put some up on my twitter account as well some pictures and everything i've had one of the hats i've been wearing it around the last week it's really nice uh, really cool little hat it's a you know got a, a nice little cardinal on the front and uh cream corduroy um it's you know tied into a little bit of st louis so I can give one of these hats away. They're very generous over there at Official League, apparently. Um, and so I've got a chance to give one of these away. So if you will email me, Daniel, at, uh, at cardinal70 at gmail.com. I realized that at just kind of threw things off, didn't it? So cardinal70 at gmail.com. Um, and send me your favorite memory of Adam Wainwright. Maybe it's the Beltran strikeout. Maybe it's a time where you met him. Maybe it's something small, something big. Whatever the case may be, send those in. We may read some of those as we do a show later on as at the end of the season. Uh, I don't know. We'll just say, see how it goes. But I'll draw from that um, and pick a winner in that way. So be sure to give me some way to contact you, especially if you're emailing me. I will definitely have your email and be able to respond that way so I can get any information I might need if you are the winner. Bonus, if you can prove that you're subscribed to the show or that you are subscribed to my Substack at cardinal70.substack.com, uh, if you can give me a, a, a screenshot of, of being subscribed to either one of those things, add that in. I'll give you a bonus chance to win uh, when we're doing the drawings. So uh, give it a week. So deadline, let's say, um, let's say today is the 16th. Let's say get it in by the 23rd. Uh, we will maybe mention it again next week. We'll see. But uh, let, well, let's say the 24th. We'll give you an extra day. So you've got a week to get that to me. Uh, just some your thoughts, your favorite memories of Adam Wainwright, and you get a chance to win this really cool, uh, really cool little hat. So hope you enjoy. And now on to the show. With Alan and Daniel, we'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone come gather around, listen to your favorite sound. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest, about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We're gonna talk about 
about the Cardinals all night long. Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shopta at C70. With me as always, Alan Medlock, a Medlock one. Coming to you Saturday morning, the Cardinals dropped their game against the Phillies last night. But, Alan, it's man, they've been playing. I don't want to say – I can't say because I haven't watched, obviously. But sure. um, it, the results have been significantly better. They've played some good teams over the last, you know, 10 days, and they've won more than their share of them. Yeah, you know, play that role of a spoiler in Cincinnati. It was uh... – I, I've actually enjoyed watching this week. Um, I, one, I like Baltimore anyway. Mm-hmm. So to see that the uh, the stadium, the, or to go see the stadium, see them playing well there, and and my availability to actually watch this week was was pretty good, uh, and it, it was a lot of fun. And it's it's one of those to where you see how good this team can be when you have a good guy, Angos and Helsley back. And I think that that was kind of over. Uh, I, I think that you know we did. We beat up the pitching, and we we put a microscope on the uh, starting rotation. But then we see all the bloating saves and see how much Helsley actually made a difference. Mm-hmm. Because now it's it's pretty formidable, you know, out there. And you're thinking, wow, you turned some of the. Oh, you saw that stat early in the week about what where the teams would be if you flipped one run games. Yeah, yeah. And they're in second place in the division, and you're like, yeah, that's kind of a gut punch, to be honest with you, because we <laughs> we look at who takes the ball in the first inning and not necessarily who takes the ball in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth as much. Mainly because we're already angry for the first five, right? But yeah, it, it's been fun to watch. It, uh, it competitive at bats. Uh, you know, I love to see this guys that kind of move the needle a little bit for playing time next year. I think that we, I think that you and I kind of overlook Burleson a little bit, and I wonder how much Palacios has played into this. But to answer your question, it has been a lot of fun, and, and to watch some of the development and the competitiveness has been a blast. Yeah, I was. I got to thinking. It's. It's. There's no connection. I don't think. And maybe you can tell me if there there actually is. You know, obviously the Cardinals were spring training champions, right? They seventeen and nine, whatever they were, they were the best team in in spring. And obviously that did not carry over. We know that. But I looked at the record from when Mason Wynn was called up, and it's not significantly better. But if they had won last night, which I mean five to four, if yeah. it wasn't for that big first inning, they very well may have against a Philadelphia team. Um, they would be at 500 since he came up. And I, I just wonder, you know, he was in the, he's on the team the whole spring training. You know, obviously he was strong. The Memphis team he was on. It, again, it's not, he's not obviously not putting together the offense or, or anything like that. But you wonder, you know, how much did he lighten up the clubhouse perhaps? I mean, there's a lot of different sure. variables, a lot of different things that have gone on this last week. And I don't want to say that he is the reason the Cardinals have played better ball. But I do wonder if there's not a little bit of correlation because that, you know, him and and Walker together again and all that kind of stuff has maybe, you know, taken a little bit of the burden off or, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of different reasons that they play better. I think you're right with Helsley being back makes a difference as well. Um, But we're seeing a team that, you know, looks a little bit closer to what we thought we would be seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, you know, and that's a great point. That's something I hadn't thought about about uh, bringing up a win for just consistency at the position. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the young until, yeah, he couldn't essentially anymore. Until, well, until they had to move him. And, uh, you know, who, who probably had the best redemption season, that, that better than you and I probably thought, I would think. Right, you know? right. Uh, but 
there does seem to be some consistency there. I think there's a lot of the fact that they're just maybe having some fun to get these guys up and playing. I am impressed with the Cardinals about how much they've just said, hey, run with the position and this is going to be your tryout. Because I was worried they were going to do the you know every third day type situation, but they haven't. I mean, they I mean they run him out. I, I may be wrong on this, but I think he's only sat once since they called him up. Um, uh, but it, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, and he's he's real he's extremely fun to watch uh, defensively. So yeah, I mean, it's I've had a good time watching this past week, and you know, you win three big big series against teams that uh, you know. Barring Cincinnati, I mean, you know, you kind of see where the, where they may end up, but those are playoff teams, and two of them are going to be high seed playoff teams. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it was a blast this week, and you know, to see uh, to go in and and you beat you win a series against a team that clinches for the sixth straight year, who probably the, by far the best team in the National League. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just seem unmatched to me in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yeah, good to see them being competitive and. And I, that that's the gives me more hope for next year than anything. That now you see because some of the pieces kind of falling back into place, and it doesn't seem so lost. And you seem like there's it. it the uh, the injury excuse may may make more sense than we expected. What do you think would be more frustrating? You know, to come into this stretch of baseball being mediocre you know a little bit under 500 kind of out of the race although i guess it is in l central so maybe even a little bit out of out of uh of under 500 would be um not that far out of the race but you know still really not having a, a competitive october but still not being i mean that they're still looking at a you know 11 12 13 at best draft pick i mean is that more frustrating than having a, a season that's just so bad that you know, at least you get to the end of the year, you already know everything's done and you can maybe be a little bit more optimistic about, you know, the draft next year. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of, I ride the fence on that a little bit just because we've never seen them with, with high draft picks and you wonder right. what they could do with somebody that can make it quick. I mean, you see where Kirstead played last night and you do see Gunnar Henderson and you see holiday coming you know these 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 names that are that are moving quickly, and you wonder how nice it would be if the Cardinals can have the one outlier year where they can get that. I don't know though because I like the game to game aspect of it to where mm-hmm. these are fun to watch, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of torn. I, I there's a part of me that's that's enjoyed the season just as the outlier that it is of, of things that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Or no, I wouldn't say never, but of the you know losing record, they're out of it. Let's see them play the young guys. Let's let's do this, and then the aspect of that of having a high draft pick is right in there with it. But I've really enjoyed the past week, and I think that may be worth it to me, honestly. Yeah, and I think that I think I think we would not be as optimistic that the part that we are optimistic, and I think we are maybe somewhat more than others that you read online that changes become this off season. Yeah. Um, if they were doing, if they were at 500, they would be, well, right now they'd be fourth place in the division, but they'd be like eight, nine games out. Okay. Uh, which assuming all the other records were the same, but you know, they wouldn't be obviously because the Cardinals have played these teams, but saying they were right in that area. And so it's like, I think it would be very easy for the front office to say, Hey, you know, we had injuries 
hey, things just, you know, we got off to a bad start, you know, all these various things, and we need to do a little bit of edge, you know, but we'll be back. We'll have these young guys. We'll expect, uh, you know, a rebound next year out of these and blah, blah, blah. And I think now when you've seen what we've seen, you know, the Cardinals can't hide behind that anymore. Um, and we've talked about it for a number of years. Everybody has talked about it, how they need to make some, you know, some bold moves and they need to, you know, shake things up. But it was very difficult to say that when a team's going to the playoffs, right, every year. Um, but when you see everything crash down like it has, um, I think that that's why we get conversations that we're getting. And I want to talk to some about what Mo said this week and or yesterday here in a little bit. But I just think that there's no cover for them. There's no way to spin this season that you can just, unless you just want to say, Hey, it was just an anomaly. We'll be fine next year, but I don't think anybody's going to buy that. Um, and I just don't, I think that that is forcing them to take a look at, at how they do business. And, you know, maybe that's for the best. Maybe, you know, you take this hit of a year and you get another good 20 years out of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's and that I think that maybe I, I, that's well put because I think that's kind of how I feel about maybe just it being the outlier year, but it did expose a lot of the uh, the fallacies in the in the mindset of just just sticking with it and doing the same thing they've done for years. You know what I mean? I, it, right. You can tell that they've been passed by in some um, it, by by a lot of. I mean, well. The thing is, I think it, Milwaukee has really exposed them, and to see what Cincinnati has done with that, with their young talent and they're playing them, mm-hmm. has made them look worse. And I think that they see that. I think that it's going to be a hey, in order to compete, we're going to have to do this and this and this. And I think a lot of it is going to be some spending some money and they in and to do it wisely, yeah, and to trust in some of the youth. So yeah, I mean that's it. It's. I, I was glad to see. I didn't think there would be many shakeups on the managerial side. I mean that's. Because there's enough injury to point to, and it, the fact that they didn't give Marmol the best roster to compete with in the first place, where it was glaringly obvious that they needed pitching and that they didn't go get. Now I'm sure they tried. I know that. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a setback. I'm watching. You probably did dodge a few bullets, but but bottom line is you just didn't get the pitching to compete, and and it, and that's what hurts you. Mm-hmm. So I I it while it kind of stinks not to see them in a race and. And I thought about that quite a bit this week where I was thinking, man, it's, it, to watch Baltimore watching the scoreboard and look for this Tampa Bay series to come up, I said, I do kind of miss that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that may make it sweeter next year if they're in the middle of it. Maybe so. Ed, you're right. I mean, this is we're coming up on that you know stretch of games that when we looked at this schedule at the beginning of the year, we thought, okay, this is it, right? You know, four games with Milwaukee in St. Louis, three games there. Uh, you know, seven, you know, a lot of games with Milwaukee at the very last two weeks. You know, that's the way the schedule makers expected it, too. That's why they put them there, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this, this to, to come into those games and all you can do is, you know, maybe play spoiler and you don't want to play too much of spoiler because the Cubs are chasing them. So, you know, um, it, it's it's weird and different. Um, I do want to, yeah, I was about to transition, as you mentioned there. You know, the Cardinals come out yesterday and say that Ollie Marmol is coming back for next year or the expectation is that he is coming back for next year. I think yeah. that, after, yeah, I mean, after, after Mike Schilt, um, I don't think you, you guarantee anything. Um, but, but I'm like you, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I get why people are calling for his head. Um, I get that for sure. Um, because it's been a terrible year, but you know, again, last year, 
they were in the, you know, his first year, they're in the playoffs and, and winning 90 games, you know, which is the real Ollie Marmol. I mean, you know, if you're going to, are, are you going to give all the credit of last year to Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, Molina who wasn't around very much. Um, and, you know, or, or are you just going to, you know, they were the ones that pulled him out of, the, of whatever messes he made. Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I just, it feels bad to me to have a guy, you know, have a bad season and he's out. Right. I mean, yeah, just I mean, like, now if, if it had been, you know, if he's been a manager for like seven, eight years on, on for this team and it's kind of gradually gotten worse and then all of a sudden it drops off a cliff. Sure. Okay. Maybe so. Or, you know, even after eight years, maybe you're doing it just because you figure that, you know, he's lost the clubhouse or whatever the case may be. But from every indication that we've gotten, the players still like him. The players are still big on him. Um, and I mean, you can argue motivation and stuff on some of these games. Although again, after winning against Baltimore and Atlanta and in teams like that, maybe, maybe there is uh, still some fight in this team after all. Um, you know, and again, it's not, it's just not the Cardinals, the Cardinal way, if you will, to, to switch their managers like this. I mean, they've already, this this period from when they fired Matheny and then Schilt and now Marmol is already like one of the more tumultuous ones they've had since, you know, you got to go back, what, to the 70s or something, you know, since we've been born. Um, I can't see them adding to that. Now, if the Cardinals struggle next year, especially if they go out and get pitching, sure, then they, they may turn to somebody else. But, I mean, I think if, they're, if they had their way, they would not want to switch managers for another five or six years at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, and I'm glad you said that because that, that news yesterday didn't surprise me at all. You know, I know, I know some people are down and uh, down on him, but it's more of, and I understand. I mean, it's due to the due to the record and the standings and where they are right now. Um, yeah, I don't think there was a leadership issue. I, I think that he's handled some some things some things well. Um, you know, there's some head scratchers uh, with you know with the Hudson. And I always watch them when he takes the ball from him because I, I it for to me it just doesn't seem like they get along anyway. <laughs> so I don't I don't know it's uh it, those things are going to happen. But yeah, none of that. I there will be you can tell by the wording on that as well that there are going to be some uh, there's going to be some sacrifices I should say you know in in the coaching staff they said it was natural term but they term but they could always they could always fall back on that. I mean that. There will be some heads to roll because basically it's going to have to, but I don't think it's going to be the top spot. Um, you know, <laughs> I know that we're kind of moving into some of the offseason talk and stuff like that, but don't you think it's funny how much better of a catcher Contreras is when he's smoking the ball like he does? You haven't heard <laughs> yeah. a word about that since he started hitting. Yeah. and I, He's a competitor. I, it's been fun. To, yeah, I mean, that yeah. has been fun to watch. Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit overshadowed, I think, because of, you know, him doing it. You know, especially in the second half mm-hmm. when they haven't, when it's been, you know, the, the season's been decided already. And so we're, we're not necessarily looking, but yeah, I mean, it's been, I think that's getting to where you're going to, you know, where you expected him to be. Um, and you're right. If he's hit the ball, people don't worry about it as much. And, I, you know, also his shortcomings behind the plane aren't causing the team to lose right now or you know they don't care if it, if they are i guess that's the case you know i will say that was part of the idea you know getting to it early right in, in may or whatever trying to trying to get this team on track it was a stupid thing and we you know i don't know what the, but i think the idea the thought was let's a, 
address this now before it becomes a bigger issue. Um, you know, and now it's like just letting play through it. And, and, and again, you're right. We don't, I don't know that there's anything to even worry about. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen them talk about any kind of defensive problems at all. Um, I mean, you know, how much, how much does that a new catcher go into the, you know, the struggles of the pitching staff? It's, it's probably in there, but I don't think it's the significant, you know, it's not the reason this pitching staff struggle at all. It's just, you know, just another variable that in a lot of variables of, of how bad this, this year went. Sure. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that, how that was handled was terrible. Yeah. You know, oh, the, yeah. the public outcry on that. And you're just like, you know what, that's, that's ridiculous. You were three starters short from the beginning and you knew it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's, and you've tried to find, I mean, you're, your form, your formula didn't work for a year. Don't blame the catcher. Right. You know right. what I mean? I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, you're you're pitch the contact guys, it didn't work out. You walked too many dudes. You hit they were hitting the balls over the fence. I mean, it, it, don't blame your your free agent catcher. And I wonder how right. much that was blown out of proportion, mainly because that's just not the way they do business. So I don't know. That that has been the most frustrating thing to me for the season. You're just yeah. like, wow, you're never gonna get a free agent in here like that. Yeah, um, and it, and the fact that it happened so early probably helps paper that over right i mean yeah that that may be the the blessing in disguise really yeah. that it was early and that there everybody's head was spinning that we realized that they were a bad team <laughs> you yeah. know that's uh that's that's what it was i mean you're a bad team with you know arguably you're the best first and third baseman well i can't really say that anymore but to, you know one of the top five third first and third baseman in the league and you're just not very good and that's not that's points to you know, other areas. So no, I mean, I, it, that makes me really upbeat about next year with Contreras, you know, that's, and it, it, it all starts on the bump. That's, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, the, um, that, that's what we'll see. You know, I want to see how much, the, how much they're willing to go out and, and, and move the needle a little bit on the pitching side. Cause that's, that has clearly been the issue. Yeah. And I want to get to, like I said, Mo had some comments about that. I want to get to that in a minute, but before we finish up on, on Ollie, um, you know, you said, yeah, he and Hudson don't get along. If we're picking between the two, we're going with Ollie Marmol in my book, yeah. obviously, you know, um, yeah. but um, yeah, it, it is interesting to see what they want to do with the coaching staff um, because, you know, a lot of those guys are, are still fairly new. Like the, what the assistant hitting, one of the assistant hitting coaches, the, the Dan, the guy from Denmark, I think it was, you know, left this week, um, yeah. took a job at softball at Mississippi state. Uh, he came from softball. It sounded like it was a just a net more of a net foot. I don't know that that's a symptom of an issue or or what. Um, you know, Dusty Blake's going to come back. They were they were very high on him. They still are. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Joe McEwing. You know, who? Yeah, I don't think there's been any issue. Um, you know, you don't hear much about Joe McEwing, and and that's fine. He's a bench coach. He's no big deal. But you know, that wasn't that was kind of a scramble to fill when Holidays backed out. You know, is that somebody that they want to have there long term? I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that's where some of that will happen? Maybe, maybe. I mean, will McEwen ever manage? I don't know that he will because he's, I mean, he was kind of at home waiting on this call, right? I mean, yeah. it, it was a way to get him back into baseball. Um, but I don't know. He's only in his. 50s right so i mean it's still possible but i don't know that he, i feel like if he was going to he would have done all right he was the hot name for a while and well that's see that's what made it. me that's what makes me question that as if you remember 
he was involved in every interview for the longest mm-hmm. time and it just never happened. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like just because I was such a McEwing fan as a player, right. that it feels like it's the natural fit. But I also, you know, on the flip side think, well, who's the next Marmol? Who are they impressed with that's coming quickly? You know what I mean? And I could see them going that route, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's why I think they kind of took that chance on holiday to think, well, mm-hmm. could this be lightning in a bottle type type situation, which the holiday deal, you know, one we know of Jackson, but the younger son's a senior this year at Stillwater and is going to be a legit stud. And he's going to be a top draft pick too. And I was thinking, God, for him to be on the road to miss that didn't make a lot of sense. Right. So, you know, I don't know. And then now to come back and say that he may want to manage, I, I think is interesting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because Ethan Holiday's got another year, right? I mean, he's got. He says he's class of 2025. Oh, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, I was. So. For some reason, I was thinking it was a Jackson senior, Ethan as a sophomore. See, I was thinking that I remember reading yeah. someplace that the Cardinals are going to wind up, you know, having a top pick in the year between holidays. Yeah, oh, um, okay. You know yeah. that they'll pick next year, but won't have a shot at a holiday because it'll be the next year. Um, and that's and that's what made me interested when he was talking. I heard you know some stuff came out this week about him wanting to manage. Is yeah, you figure he's going to wait till that, you know, wait another year. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I feel like the excuse that he gave the, of, of being home with family made a whole lot of sense. Cause he's, that's what we've heard from him for a long, long time. And for him to leave in his son's senior year would be really kind of strange. Um, also think that, you know, Hey, I don't know. I was going to say, you know, if, if things go south next year, Ali Mulmore is going to be gone at the end of next year. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his contract's yeah. up. I I think it is probably somewhat telling that the Cardinals didn't give him an extension, right? Um, because that's what they've done in the past. I think a lot of times they don't want their manager going into a lame duck like year. Um, and I don't, you know, I think that's his contract's up at the end of next year. So, you know, does Holiday sit out and hope that, you know, the Cardinal job comes open, but then if it does, are the Cardinals willing to go to a yet another guy with no managerial experience? Because that's what they've done the last, you know, at least Mike Shilton managed at the minors and, and all he has too, although it's been a while. Um, but, you know, this would be if they hired holiday after, after Ollie, you know, four guys that had never, never coached in the major leagues and two guys that had never even managed at all at, you know, taking that top job. And I, you know, there comes a point where you've got to start thinking, maybe you need some experience in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that sometimes they can completely overthink it and outsmart themselves on that. But yeah, that's, I, I mean, it it just seemed weird period whenever they announced holiday and I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's going to sell some mm-hmm. tickets and that's going to be cool. But I mean, the math doesn't math on it. Right. So, yeah, right. I don't know. But yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I don't know if that's even, I don't know. I mean, that sounds awfully risky, you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, again, and I think that, you know, if you get the bounce back that you expect next year, you know, our mom also going to get an extension, right? I mean, I just, you know, I don't, I don't see them unless some, unless there's more drama behind the scenes or, or is some issue, but you know, cause obviously Mike Schill took them to the playoffs and, and lost his job immediately. But um, 
you know, you got to feel like you're probably going to extend um, Marmol at the end of next yeah. year or at some point in time next year if if the season goes well. So, you know, I, I you know, I don't know. I don't know what Holiday's thinking there. I know he wants to get into baseball. I'm sure he's got a, you know, a, a mindset to to manage or coach or whatever. And I, I could see that that being really good, but you know, how that's going to work, um, especially with no background. I, I don't know. And it may not happen in St. Louis, which would be sad, but it may be, yeah. that may be the way it works. Um, all right. So let's, let's talk about the Mo, you know, in the same press accessibility, I guess that they had on Friday when he, uh, was talking about, you know, Marmol coming back. Um, Mo was asked if they still needed three starters. And he says, I think the answer is likely yes. I definitely feel like you need protection on the inning side. We're encouraged with what we see. We're seeing with guys here, but I think adding depth would be important. Now, I'm not necessarily one to just start, you know, raising alarm bells whenever somebody somebody says something like that. But that did strike me a little bit the wrong way. Um what were your thoughts on that? No, I know the same. I felt like it's the, uh, the kind of double talk, the, uh, now let's, uh, let's start the angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be at the GM meetings in the first of, of, uh, November type. Let's not play our hand too hard here type conversation. Um, because between anybody listening, isn't Thompson the only one that's necessarily moved the needle at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're overly happy with Libertor as a long-term starter. I think the Hudson experiment, I would think, I, I, I think that they would move on from that, but that's what kind of scares me a little bit, that he may have convinced them that that's going to take another shot. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of those to where maybe the overly optimistic side of me thinks that that's more of a, uh, of a, of a ploy to be – he may want to talk back that three starter talk mainly because he knows that the prices are going to be so high for him and that he's going to have to angle, but you never know. I mean, we've seen this before and they've fallen in love with some stuff they see toward the end of the season and, and, and in 2023 happens. Yeah. I, that does concern me too as well. I, I thought about that, you know, maybe it is a little bit of positioning, but you know, everybody can see the the need that the the club has. So I don't yeah. know how much that helps. I think the best thing you can do to to fix your you know positioning issue is to go out and get a starter like immediately, right? Yeah, even if it's your even if it's your number three guy, you know, the one of those the the guy that's you know that's low. You go out here and get him quickly, and then you got something, and then you can start to negotiate. Um, but what worried me, and I think you kind of touched on it there too, was that when we were talking, when most talking around the the, the uh, trade deadline, he's talking. It, it has that desperation feel to it. Like we know we've got to get better, and we've yeah. got to go out and get. You know, we got to play at the top of the pool type of thing. We, you know, I mean, it's not what he's saying, but that's kind of the impression he's given, right? That we've got to go out and, you know get good pitching. And when you read him talk about needing depth, you know, that makes me feel like you're talking about miles. Michaels being your number one and Steven Matt's being your number two. Yeah. And you're getting 
three or four veteran arms that can fill in there. And then you've got Hudson and Libertor and Thompson or whatever the case may be to, to fill in. And hopefully that's not what he's saying. And like I said, if it is, you know, but it does make me worried that they're not necessarily taking the lessons out of this year that I think that they should. Sure. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, and that's you're probably more on point than me being overly optimistic, thinking that this was just maybe a negotiating stance. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and they're notorious for that, mm-hmm. and uh, that 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 is concerning because you think that I mean, whatever happens, they've got to play at the top of this. Right, you got to be a Snell Nola, you know, Glasgow Glasnow type play, don't you? I mean, you've got to get a big one or two right away. I mean, that's, that's how I feel or not right away, but you have to ultimately grab that. Um, and I just hope they don't talk themselves out of it. And I, and I hope it's not a situation of, Hey, we like what we're seeing in our lineup. We want to hold on to these guys as well, because I feel like that was some of the issue that that they had this year by not figuring out what you had. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, they're always concerning and I try not to knee jerk on these as well, but you do, I feel like, performance and attendance has has put them in a situation where you probably need to come out and say listen this is what we plan to do yeah. you know not have to you know play the games that they're playing now and i don't mean that on the field i mean the right. the negotiating games right yeah i i i agree i mean yeah i, I hate to think that they're talking them into well thompson's had a good week or a good couple weeks i like what Zach thompson's done i think he can definitely be in the the mix for that you know, six starter spot. But if you're, yeah. if you're starting to rely on that, you know, what you've seen over a short period of time, then that's, that's really concerning. You know, I, you know, Dakota Hudson is starting to come back to those underlying metrics are starting to become the overlying metrics. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, again, he's a guy that's, you know, got another year of control, you know, do you, you keep him around um, and let him pitch at Memphis? I, I don't know um, as part of your depth, maybe. It's hard to. It would be hard for them to move on from him, unless they do get a lot of you know new arms in the system. Just when you're talking about, yeah, um, I, yeah. I don't. I just. I think it's there's there is a natural tendency to say, well, you know, after you, you start to panic, and then you realize, no, okay, it's not so bad. We can, do, we can do this, and I agree. I, I do think they're a little bit concerned about of what they're going to have to get up. And they may just be a bit skittish about any of this, right? They've not necessarily yeah. had the best track record when it comes to trades and free agent signings. I mean, it, when you're talking about roster churn and the coaching staff, it would not hurt to have some roster churn in the front office. And I'm not saying, you know, Gersh or Flores or Mo needs to go. I'm not saying that necessarily, but I, you know, if you want to bring in somebody that's, you know, got a completely fresh perspective on things to at least, you know, let you start thinking in a different direction. That's not a bad idea. Right. I mean, somebody that's maybe somebody that's had some experience in a different organization that, you know, I'm obviously not him, but you know, like a Theo Epstein type of guy, you know, a guy that's not necessarily doing it anymore, but has been a GM or something. And, you know, could be a, an advisor of somebody that's done things totally different, you know, something like that. Sure. Um, but I, I do, you know, you hear about, I think, I think I saw Katie Wu um, put this out there at one point in time that the Cardinals are not planning or telling teams that they're not trading Walker or Newt Bar, which I get it. I mean, obviously you don't want to trade either one of those guys. I, I don't think you should, 
but you start taking, especially guys like Newt Bar. I mean, I understand Walker even more so. I know Newt's been great, and I don't, I don't want to move him either. But, you know, when you start taking guys like that off the table, then you start wondering, well, how are you going to get the guy that the other team wants to take off the table, right? I mean, how do you how do you go and get these guys? Um, because I, I think you're like, like you. I mean, then they kind of look and like, well, we don't want to give up Gorman, and we don't want to give up Wynn, and we don't want to give up, you know, but we'll give you, you know, a broken down Tyler O'Neill and, uh, yeah. you know, maybe a Tommy Edmund, you know, I, I don't, that, you know, the value that you have on those guys is not going to get you a number two starter like you need. Sure. Well, and it, that it's funny that, that you're right, that those comments were out. And I mean, I, I, I like Newmar too. And I think Trayton Walker would be a mistake, but mm-hmm. you, what do you have? You have a guy in O'Neill who, as much as I would like to keep him more and more, the pulling yourself out of the lineup is pretty dang frustrating. Yeah, and you have you can move an O'Neill, who that's what's going to happen. Now he's also going to go somewhere and hit forty home runs. You can just feel it coming, or you trade the guy who you you announce has ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. You know this this week in uh, Carlson. So I, I mean, how they're going to improve? I I don't know. I it's funny that there's going to have to be there's going to be some names that uh, that leave that are going to surprise us. Um, but yeah, going back to the pitching com- uh, comment about adding depth and now holding on to what they have. I just, I don't know. It gets it to that frustrating feeling of, is this going to be the same? And they're going to bring in a couple of names that are two slash threes at their high point. And uh, they're going to keep guys to where it's still just, they're going, it, it's one of those to where, yeah, we love the depth and the flexibility, but also I think they miss the fact that they need a, they need a lineup plus, you know, right. not a different lineup every day type deal. Yeah. Also kind of gets you concerned. I, I don't know if that does, but I, the way you said that made me think, you know, are they going to bring in a guy that has a name, but doesn't necessarily have the, you know, yeah. Like, I don't, you know, like a, a Scherzer. I don't think Scherzer's on the market. I think he's still, you know, but if it was a Scherzer who still is good, still is not, but he's not as good as you think he is because of his name. Right. You know, that's yeah. kind of hitting the end of his career. You know, I, I'm, I'm, that's the kind of guy you can bring in if that's your three, right? But you can't, you've got to be looking. I, I think about that with these Japanese pitchers that are coming over, you know, and Yamamoto's yeah. 25 and that's, that would be ideal. Although if the Mets are involved or other teams are going to be involved and all these teams are going over watching him play, throw no hitters. So they, they just really may not be able to be laying in that market. But uh, the other one that's coming over in me either, or I've forgotten. I'd have to go look it up. And I'm doing it off the top of my head, and I wouldn't be able to say it if I saw it. But anyway, you know, he's coming over, and he's 30. And that's not bad, obviously. Um, and and if the Cardinals got him, I think it would be a, a real a benefit. But you you still kind of – it's still playing second fiddle off the market, right? I mean, you, you know, you're getting, you're getting the second guy. You're not getting the top guy. Yeah. And I'd like to see them kind of get the top guy once. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you're, you're – I mean – it's funny. Everyone's in agreement. And we uh, even, I, I hope the Cardinals are that Nola's got to be target number one, right? I think that if you, if you're talking just major league players, yes. But I mean, he is going to have the qualifying offer on him. I do yeah. wonder if, you know, going and getting one of the Japanese players, which will cost, although may not cost as much as a comparable major league pitcher would, but also wouldn't have the, draft pick possibility isn't 
their main goal. I mean, I think that Nola's on their radar for sure, and I'm sure they'll be talking to him heavily. But I, you know, if you if you looked at a list on the wall of Mo's office, would he be number one? I I can't guarantee that that's the case. Yeah, that well, no, agreed. I it's it's one of those to where you think that you can just draw the names around the top guys and they're going to talk to them. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And right, it's one of right. those to where, where it goes from there, you never know. Neat gut reaction last week was, gosh, I don't, I, 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 I always feel like the Far East players have the one year that's really good until the book gets out. I've always felt like that. But then mm-hmm. I watched Kodai Singa this week and I was like, <laughs> Eh, that'd be pretty dang nice. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And that's, and I'll, and it may be the one year wonder. So, but I was like, one year may be worth it, you know, for a turnaround. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just want it to be that situation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I want, I want, I would love it for it to be Nola, to be honest with you, just because that's, it's a guy that I've always admired and uh, thought would be a good fit anyway. Um, a lot of those that are the perfect fits just don't happen. And um, right. go back to the, you know, 10 years ago with Scherzer. And I'm not saying it was 10 years ago, but, but uh, well, it may have been at this point. I don't know. When they had <laughs> well, a chance, and just, yeah, when they just had a chance and didn't, you know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. feel like you'd have to take that chance at this point. And the Cardinals have said in the past, right, that they, they regret that. They regret not going after Scherzer at that time when Scherzer was showing you know, interest in the Cardinals. It was before he was complete. I mean, he started to be Max Scherzer, but not, you know, completely that dominating force, you know, that everybody was, you know, so it wouldn't, they should have, they should have gone after him, but they just, they were afraid, not only of the cost, but of giving a pitcher a long-term contract. You're just going to have to do that. I mean, you just have to give those pitchers, you have to give them a long enough contract that when they lose a year, it doesn't hurt you as much, right? I mean, that you're still getting value out of the contract. Because that's what the problem with the Cardinals have done is they've given like a two-year extension to a Jordan Walden or Jason Bott or somebody like that. And they go out and get hurt and they, you know, they barely, if anything, pitch in that time of that, in that time of contract, you know, um, at least if you give a six, seven year contract, you know, if they're out for a year, at least you're still getting a lot of value out of that. Um, sure. So, um, look at Nola. I like, you know, I like Nola if, and I'd be, I'd be a good thing. It's interesting to look at his, you know, he's like a, almost a little bit of an every other year kind of guy, which means next yeah. year's in, in good shape for him. Um, but you know, and he looked really good against Cardinals in Philadelphia. They beat on him, got him out of the game last night. And I wouldn't say they beat on him too badly, but they did get him out before he got to the fifth through the fifth inning. So, um, I, I, he definitely leagues ahead of anything the Cardinals have this year though. And yeah. Um, you would put him as your number one and, and feel pretty good about it. I mean, he's 30. Um, that's, you know, he still should have a number of good years left in him. And, um, I, I think that'd be, I, like I said, I think that would be fine. I just don't, I don't know if that's the top, their top for us there. He's in the top five. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that should be, you know, it'll be interesting if we hear from Derek Gould or, or Katie or, well, probably not John didn't, but, um, you know, uh, anybody on the off season, you know, what the rumors that get connected to these players are, yeah. if they have any kind of smoke to them. Well, and you're right in, in you, I'm glad you put it that way with the St. Louis, because they're going to be linked every starter to drive up price. Right. You know, and that's, 
in whether they're in that market or not, that's going to happen. So it's going to be, you want to pay special attention to the local side of this because the words are going to get out there agent wise that the Cardinals are in on this one. You know, they need pitching bad and that's just going to drive everything up. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it's, if the Cardinals aren't linked to a top pitcher, then there's something wrong because either, either they're being really sneakerative or somebody's missing a trick. Right. I mean, yeah. um, because that, that does feel like, and the, you know, I don't, I don't want the Cardinals to be necessarily that team that wins the off season. Right. Sure. Because, I know. I, I, I fight that battle as well. Right. I mean, you want them to be active and they're going to be, I mean, if they bring in three pitchers, that's going to be, I mean, just it doesn't matter who the pitchers are. If they bring in three pitchers, that's still like one of the most active off seasons in a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's going to have to be other, I mean, do they, you know, what are they doing with the bullpen? Are they, is it a, you know, is that a, where Libertor is going to be in, you know, these guys that are the sixth, seventh, eighth starters, are they going to pitch in your bullpen? Or are they going to have to go out and get an arm or two for that? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that, but there may be, you know, small additions in that regard too. And it, you never know. I mean, they'll, they'll probably get a bat of some sort. I don't know that they're getting like a starter or anything like that. Although I, you know, could kick around. We'd love to kick around the idea of Mike Trout since he may be on, on the market yeah. as well. But, um, but you know, so they, they will have an active uh, off season, but hopefully it's not one of those things where they just throw a whole lot of money around and it doesn't because if that's the Padres, right? They throw a lot of money around, but they don't necessarily, it doesn't seem like they understand how that those pieces have got to work together. Um, and they still always wind up, you know, failing and fl- around and never actually get anything done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I, the Cardinals are pretty dang disappointing, but I, I think that you're right. You got hit the nail on San Diego as well on that. I mean, it's, and you never want to put yourself into a situation where you spend so much money that you can't get better either. Right. Um, right. yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. It's going to be exciting. I'm really, I'm curious to see. I want is, I know you had talked about having, still having control of Hudson. Is he a guy that could, could, if he embraced it, be really good in the bullpen? Maybe. I mean, the, the yeah. problem with Hudson has always been, you know, ever since he was coming up to the minor leagues, is he walks too many guys. Yeah, just the control. And I'd have to go look and see how he did, you know, that limited time out of the, out of the bullpen, what, last year or, or whatever, two years ago. Um, you know, if he's not, if, if that allows him to be more aggressive and come after people and, you know, not walk people, then yeah, I think he could be. Because I think we've seen some good success before, but... I just don't know. You know, you, it's not a guy you want to, I mean, that's a guy you're bringing in the sixth or seventh. So maybe it's not as bad, but you're not, anytime you bring a reliever in, you don't really want them walking guys because you yeah. know, it's usually a close game or something like that. And it just becomes harder to work around that. Um, so that's my only drawback, but I think that, I mean, I think there's a good chance that that's where he winds up for next year. If he's not pitching in Memphis all year as a, you know, in case of injury type of thing, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we saw some, you know, we've seen some good stuff from Libertor in the, in the bullpen. I mean, is that a situation you think that they'll go that way instead? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I wondered if those were the low hanging fruit bullpen moves, but you know what? Mm-hmm. They'll sign someone, you yeah. know, they always do, especially for in the, uh, the back end side of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they have a lot to play with, but it, then it goes to the bigger question of how many of them are going to be around. 
You know, the uh, because to go and get, I can't imagine that they signed two starters. I feel like they trade for one. Um, and uh, yeah, that's you never know who's still going to be around. I, I mean, I, that's going to be the exciting part of it for me. Yeah, um, and there's a there's a little bit of a wrinkle still too in the fact that Wilkie Rodriguez is most likely going to have to be that um, rule five guy next year. Right. I mean, he, he was on the injured list all year long. I know that Jeff Jones has continued to mention that he might be back. In fact, he, Jeff seemed to think he might be back for this series against the Phillies. And that obviously didn't happen, but um, you know, I I think there's a good chance that the Cardinals, well, it's 50, 50, I think on whether he comes up this year or not. But I think that even, even if he does, um, that it is too late in the year and he still has to be that rule five guy for next year. So, you know, that's an, that's an interesting little wrinkle in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh and those are things that, I mean, we're so focused on, uh, you know, the bad and you know, what could happen that, I mean, I had even forgotten about the whole situation. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you know, I think that's about all that we've had for this week. Um, unless there's something else that I'm missing that you think we should talk about. No, I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, the, uh... No, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're getting to the, close to the end of the year. Alan and I will be here uh, throughout the off season, not every week, um, but we'll have some stuff, especially in October. I think we'll try to yeah. do some wrap ups and some look forwards. And obviously when the Cardinals have news, we'll, be around so obviously keep subscribed to us um and uh we'll find some things you get some ideas for us to talk about as the the season rounds down or the winter starts let us know but until next time for alan i'm daniel good night good night and uh home